1: Welcome to Money in the Market. I'm Hung Ben-Jung. The uneven post-pandemic recovery, record high inflation, soaring interest rates and geopolitical and market uncertainty have hit Singaporeans' financial wellness. This year's OCBC Financial Wellness Index dipped to 61, returning the score to 2020 levels when the world was grappling with the COVID-19 outbreak. And the decline comes on the back of poorer investment returns, increased debt stress, and derailed retirement plans. Joining us on the phone to tell us more about the Financial Wellness Index is our Aaron Tree, head of health advisory of OCBC Bank. Aaron, welcome to the show.
2: Hi, how are you, Hongbin?
1: I'm good. How are you?
2: I'm good. Good.
1: Okay, so... To start off with, um, I guess, to give our listeners a bit of a background context, what does OCBC's Financial Wellness Index measure?
2: Great. Um, So basically, OCBC Financial Index Mm -hmm. is actually a measure of financial health of Singaporeans. Mm -hmm. We actually measure across 10 pillars of the financial wellness. Mm -hmm. Uh, So basically, how this is being constructed is actually being defined by our our in-house OCBC wealth experts. Okay. And that considers uh, inputs like, for example, savings, investments, debt management. We look into uh, how prepared is the retirement planning. Do the individuals do regular financial reviews, uh, at, including any some of the negative financial traits, such as uh, excessive speculations or gambling. Mm-hmm. So we compile all of these into a questionnaire, and then we, we poll the, the, um, the, the individuals.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: So why did it dip this year?
2: So in you know, order to kind of uh, bring context to this, I probably have to bring it in, into a context of next, of last year as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, a flashback of last year, how, how did it score and how did it yeah. uh, result into this year? So last year, um, we had a score of 62. And to bring that into context, uh, it was actually during a period of COVID-19 pandemic. Mm-hmm. And that kind of made Singaporeans adapt a better financial uh, habits because they have more savings they they tend to do uh, they, they have less to spend on mm-hmm.
0: uh,
2: and and as a result of that, that kind of shifted but having having this year uh, we we experienced quite a bit of sibilance in terms of the financial markets uh, and and that has also resulted in some of the um, um, investments that has, has gone into into negative and hence less on track to their retirement goals. Uh, This year, we kind of also see uh, an increase in in debt stress, whereby we have a rising interest in the environment. uh, That has also resulted in negative financial impacts. Uh, So all in all, uh, this year, we fared about 61, which is a slight tad uh, reduced from last year, but we are back to 2020 levels, mm. kind of a um, negative impact.
0: Well,
1: then are Singaporeans, though, still considered strong savers? Like how much of their earnings do Singaporeans usually save on average?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. Actually, Singaporeans, similar to Asians, uh, we're actually very strong savers. You mm-hmm. know? Uh, so the, the, uh, the index actually revealed that 91% of Singaporeans actually save at least 10% of their salary Mm. And this is an increase from last year's numbers.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, so on, on an average, I'll, I'll say that Singaporeans save about 27% of their income. Mm.
0: Uh,
2: however, there's some insights to that is that this year, where, where it reviewed to us is that Singaporeans are prioritizing pleasure over belt tightening. Mm-hmm. maybe it's due to the COVID you know, uh, lockdown and then now we are reopening uh, people are in- game, uh, uh, aiming for for travels mm-hmm. and they save up more money and they're willing to to spend on travels right. hence we, we we see that behaviors uh coming up for even though they're saved, but that tends to move towards that mm-hmm. the, um, the, 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 the the expenditure spending. part yeah. of it uh, however, on the flip side of the coin, we also witness that the um the savings and allocations to the investments or the retirement uh, pool actually come down uh, mm. from, uh, and that kind of you know that's a little bit slight negative to, to, to the to the context you know. Um, so hence, uh, this is also uh, a, a, like a like a r- reminder that hey look you know this index kind of review that you know uh, Singaporeans tend to tend to prioritize the, the the ones and not looking closely enough on the needs.
1: Okay, and what what kind of investment trends are you seeing among Singaporeans then?
2: From the financial wellness survey, we actually noticed that Singaporeans are actually investing uh, this year. Uh, Mm -hmm. The number is about 85% this year compared to last year of 82%. -hmm. So we do see an increase in investment trends. But in general, it is a shift towards the lower risk holdings. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it, it is. Quite obvious that you know, with higher interest rates, right. uh, you you have people that's gravitating towards the the government T bills, even mm-hmm. the Singapore Savings Bonds has a huge record, uh, and even more the fixed fixed uh, income securities generally offer of a lesser risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, uh, we also notice among the young that there's actually an increase in higher risk products mm-hmm. compared to the older age segments. So typical of, of the trend is they're gravitating towards robo-investments mm-hmm. into cryptocurrencies in the earlier part of the year. Uh, and that higher risk ha- has been more prominent among the younger generation. Mm. Um, and hence, on, in general, mm-hmm. uh, I would say that Singapore, it's uh, less Singaporeans actually on track in the investment goals. Okay. So this number is actually uh, reduced. Uh, this year's 41% versus last year fifty two percent
1: Oh, okay I see I see, and going back to what you said earlier about young investors um, taking taking riskier uh, investment trends why are why are young crypto investors still keen on cryptocurrencies despite the crash
2: yeah, so actually the survey also reviewed the younger Singaporeans uh, they tend to. It also shows in the kind of trend that in a, in the index that the younger generation actually wants to retire earlier in the other age group, mm-hmm. and that can maybe give us a little bit of a, a snippet into what is the rationale behind cryptocurrencies and why they still investing, uh, willing to invest in cryptocurrencies despite the crash.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, usually, the, the from from the survey, it showed us two things. The younger generation, they want to retire earlier, uh, much earlier compared to the, to the older age group, and they want to retire in style. So as a result of the connotations I, I get from that is that you know they are probably a haste mm. to, to want to retire well by taking more speculative investments to meet the financial goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, being trying to relate to the young crypto investors, uh, they are in a generation of digital, digital generation, mm-hmm. you know, whereby they are more familiar with with the digital age, they're more comfortable right. in using technology, in d- using the latest like, blockchains, and they have a belief of, of the digital investment vehicles. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, you know, in terms of behavioral, cryptocurrencies tend to give them a bit of sense of community and mm-hmm. belonging, and because of, of that, they, they think you know, you know that that's something that they can relate to. Uh, through either social media channels mm-hmm. uh, and so despite of the crash uh, that from the survey it is also continued to, to pull that they they are remaining open to to uh, further invest into this asset class
0: okay
1: yeah. okay well you know there's also um according to your findings there's also a decline in the average rate of return on investments by Singaporeans are we seeing a decline because of the current market conditions or does it kind of show that Singaporeans are not making that great of investments
2: yeah um I guess it's a combination of of the two Mm -hmm. is that um, in general, 2022 this year has been a negative performance for most of the markets. It's almost quite difficult to avoid it Mm. because this is a a rare uh, point in time that both equities and bonds and many of the investment asset classes uh, had fallen in price. Mm. Uh, As a result, Singaporeans in general uh, did see their average uh, returns on the investments fall by you know about more than half of a percent uh, from from last year. Mm-hmm. So and overall, because of the negatives in in the investment uh, losses, uh, we actually we actually see that Singaporeans are now pivoted towards the safer investments. As I've earlier kind of mm-hmm. kind of um, um, alluded to. Uh, at the same time, uh, the, we also witness more Singaporeans actually. Speak speculated excessively Mm.
0: Uh,
2: and that came from the survey as well. Mm -hmm. And because of that speculated excessively as well as uh, the younger Singaporeans investing in riskier assets, uh, that kind of led to an an overall doing not so great on their investments and Mm -hmm. hence, as a result, uh, detracted from their retirement goals. Um, So the kind of lesson we kind of learned from there is that, you know, Investors do need to take a look at a more of a longer-term approach,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, perhaps even review the quality of their investments if they remain convicted and whether, you know, if the economy is to go through further shocks from here or further deterioration from here, can their investments still remain relevant
0: mm. uh,
2: to withstand those, those volatility?
1: Are Singaporeans then ready to face a financial crisis if that
2: happens? Based on the from the survey, mm-hmm. actually Singaporeans are not so ready for the crisis. Oh, no. um, yeah, so it's unfortunate there. But even though we did uh, mention that you know Singaporeans are great savers, uh, but at the same time, more Singaporeans are turning towards undesirable financial habits.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and in fact, uh, if we dive in a little bit deeper, less than half of Singaporeans we are talking about forty five percent can meet their family expenses for the next one year. Mm. And only 53% from the survey has accumulated about six months of salary to overcome the crisis. Mm -hmm. So that literally means that, you know, uh, at the same time, they have seen expenses gone up. Um, It could be due to the high inflation. It could also be due to the uh, higher interest servicing on their mortgages. And that has also led you know, a, a lesser discretionary savings for them. Mm. So I think the 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 thing the word to think about is there's a need to rationalize their budget uh, to go through. You know, what are their expenses? Where are the ones mm-hmm. where they can cut and reduce? And where are the needs where they can they look at alternatives to reduce those those expenses and build the funds and be prepared uh, to 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 save more diligently, at mm. the same time, invest prudently. Because it's also through this period of time, through financial crisis, actually opportunity opens up, You know, whereby it prevails, uh, whereby in- investors can look for very good positioning to build up their, their retirement objectives as well. Mm. So in general, the Singaporeans can actually do the exercises and have a tighter control on their, on their purse.
0: Mm,
1: Well, I could keep going and keep asking you questions about these investment trends that we're seeing in Singaporeans, but unfortunately, we're out of time. But thank you so much, Aaron, for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. We've been speaking with Aaron Tree, Head of Wealth Advisory at OCBC Bank. So stay with us here at MoneyFM 89.3.
0: To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at MoneyFM893.sg or download our audio app.